Hi everyone, um, thank you so much for tuning in to the second episode of We're Always in Retrograde. I just wanted to pop in really quickly before the episode started and say that I know that we're all still stuck inside um, and I'm sending you so much love um, and wishes for good health for you and for your loved ones. Um, and also if you stay tuned till the end of this episode, there's actually a cute little blooper clip that I just wanted to include in there. Um, so I hope that you enjoy um, and I hope that you are all doing well. And let's get on with the episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to We're Always in Retrograde. Uh, I'm your host, Michelle, and today we're going to be talking about something that's a pretty big departure from what we discussed last time. Um, But that's definitely the kind of premise that I want to set up for this podcast, just because life is not one big thematic experience. It's definitely a mix of a lot of uh, different circumstances that ultimately add up to who you are. Um, So today we're going to be talking about kind of an overview of the college experience, um, and it's something that I think is definitely really unique to every individual. But I'm going to be joined today by three different people who I've known since I was 18, and since some of them were 17 and some of them were 18, so literally since the beginning of college, which I think is something that um, unfortunately is kind of rare. Um, But it's also really cool that I get to kind of look back over my experience um, and also their experiences all together um, and kind of just share in that together what we've been through and um, the kind of fun memories that we've been able to create. So I'm just going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves. So I guess the best way to do it would just be to go in alphabetical order. So (laughs) that's me. Um, hi guys, my name is Allie. I am newly 21 years old. I am extremely passionate about plants, the environment, and God. Um, I met Kylie and Michelle and Sam my freshman year. Michelle and I lived next to each other. Um, Kylie lived three floors below us, and Sam lived all the way across campus, but basically lived with Michelle. Hauled um, ass every and that's day. How I met all of them. <laughs> She really did. Hi, my name's Kylie. I was the youngest of the squad, so I was newly 18. Actually, I turned 18 on Convocation Day, which is pretty fun. I lived on North One, and I met everybody through Tatiana, who is a old beloved friend of ours. Um, and yeah, I basically camped out in Michelle in her roommate's room the whole entire time. Or actually, both semesters, basically. So it was a great time. I... And passionate about teeth. I obviously want to be a dentist one day. And um, I love my friends. I love the different dynamic that everybody brings to the group. And we can all have a good time, be serious, and learn from one another. I guess that means it's my turn. My name is Sam, and yeah. I'm actually a girl, even though my voice is as deep as a man. <laughs> um, I will be turning 21 soon, and uh, me and Michelle actually met um, at freshman orientation. Um, We were random roommates with another girl, um, and just by coincidence, all of us were, to some variance of degree, Asian, uh, focusing on psychology, and that first night of orientation, me and Michelle got into, like, really deep conversation for some reason. Uh, never spoke to each other again. But then when everyone was moving in to you to the dorms, uh, I actually 
walked from my dorm in Jennings, like everyone said, which is like far away from North Hall where everyone else was living. I walked from Jennings all the way to Springs, which is a good like 20 minute walk in the blistering heat of Gainesville fall, which is basically summer. Uh, didn't feel like walking back. And I remembered that Michelle mentioned she was going to be living at North Hall. So I said, yo, Michelle, can you let me come hang out in your room for a little bit so that I'm not going to be sweating my buttocks off walking back? And uh, she said, yeah. And I, I don't know, I just infiltrated the group from there. I met Kylie and Allie and Tati and everyone and established 2017, been that way since. Exactly. And the rest is history. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Definitely, like, when I look back, those are some of my favorite memories from freshman year because I do think it's what helped bond all of us together. So I guess just in general, what are some of your favorite memories that we have together, some of your the weirdest memories, the funniest? And I guess, like, it can be any year also. It doesn't just have to be freshman year, even though I know there was a lot of um, events that happened that year just in general. But yeah, I don't know. Whoever wants to take it first can take it. Kylie, I would like to go first. (laughs) My favorite memory is all of us having this grand idea to date someone older than us. I didn't go for an older dude. I went for an FSU boy. Which is 10 times worse. Yeah, we all had uh, oh. just very interesting <laughs> romantic relationships freshman year. What do you think is, I guess, the best lesson that we probably like took out of that? I mean, I just think that a good point when it comes to, you know, dating, whether it's men or women or, you know, one of the genders in between, um, you know, should always emphasize that, like, you're the most important person in your life. So, you know, we're all young, you know, it's not your responsibility to build someone or make them mature, like, you're in no better capacity to do that than somebody who is a year older or a year younger than you. Um, So I think it's really important to remember to prioritize, like, what you need, what your school demands from you, you know, how's your mental health doing, and don't feel bad to like cut someone off and be like, dude, I can't take this. You know, their well-being to a certain degree isn't your responsibility. Definitely. I'm definitely reaffirming what you were saying because I think that it's important to establish your own boundaries of what you will and won't let people who you value in your life do. And that looks different for everyone. And and something I also really quickly wanted to touch on was, um, you know, I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that we have all known each other for what is honestly considered a pretty lengthy period of time in college um, to kind of remain as much in each other's lives as we have. But there have definitely been friendships, relationships, like we kind of previously mentioned, um, that haven't stood the test of time. And I kind of wanted to, like, ask what... um, Not who, that would be a weird question. But... um, (laughs) Yeah, um, just like, what did those experiences um, kind of like mean to you now that you have a chance to look back? So I guess more on the friendship end. Um, yeah, any anyone want to share? I can also go first if you would like. I guess I have a very, very big contrasting one. So my best friend was from high school. He went to West Point and I obviously went down to school in Florida. And we 
held our friendship very, very dear and close to like to ourselves. And he would come visit me. He visited me freshman year, came and visited me then again junior year. And we kept in contact. We talked every day, texted, like that was my go-to person. Even when I was in relationships, like I definitely relied on him more than I did the person I was in a relationship with just because I knew he was that that person that would tell it to me straight no matter what. And uh, this past junior fall semester, we definitely had a very big falling out. Like, I'll be real. I had caught feelings for him and I finally like admitted to it. And I was like, wow, I really have been repressing these because I didn't think he felt the same way. And then basically the whole situation went into flames and he did not handle it the way I had thought he would and just was a very different person than I truly believed he was. And I think it's because I was just so blinded by the fact that, oh, this is my best friend. We've been best friends for five years. Like he would never treat me badly or he would never treat me like the other girls he's dated or like had as friends. And I thought I was an exception to all these rules. But in the end, he had selfish intentions for himself and if he wasn't benefiting and he was like weirded out that I was like liking him and it just definitely made the situation end a lot sooner than I thought it would. Yeah I think that's a really important point too is that like it sucks to say it but you don't really understand the depth of a friendship until you go through a situation like like we've all had arguments with each other for sure and if we had handled those arguments different, we might not have been friends, you know, like we could have stopped being friends easily. Um, So I think it's really like a really, it it really does suck that you have to go through hard times with someone to see how true of a friend they can be for you. But it's like, it's a very telling uh, situation to come out of. Right. And it's, it was very, I guess I just finally opened my eyes to the fact that, you know, just because they're saying these things and doing certain things doesn't really mean they're doing it for you. They're probably just like, I felt like he was doing it to keep the relationship afloat. He knew I'd always respond to him. I would always be there for him. I drop anything, but in the end, like it was not a mutual beneficial relationship. It wasn't, it was one-sided from now what I see. Anything you want to add, Allie? Um, yeah. Uh, I think there have been a few things that I've learned about friendship the past few years. Um, I think one of them is that real good friendships um, are the kinds of ones that you cannot see each other for a while, or you can, you know, by stance, by happenstance, be out of each other's lives for a little bit. Um, But when they come back, it's the exact same thing. Um, I think that's something I've definitely taken comfort in the past few years. Um, You know, even at times when, you know, we're all on, you know, different sides of campus doing different stuff for months at a time, you know, when you pick those back up, it feels like, you know, you never left them. Or even Um, now, dude, we're all off campus. (laughs) Different corners of the state slash country. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but they just pick up exactly the same. And then I think another thing is that communication is extremely important in friendship. I think that's really obvious, but definitely something that I Uh, didn't learn you know when you don't have issues and uh, things that need to communicate then you don't realize how important communication is Um, and I think the most important thing about friendship that I've learned is that um, when you're in friendships that aren't the kind that stand the test of time um, that just because uh, things happen it doesn't mean that 
that you deserve to be treated that way. You know, um, it's very easy to get on the train of, um, oh yes, they're doing this, but you know, I did this, this, and this, so I deserve that. Um, and you don't, you deserve better. You deserve people who won't treat you like that because you have been a human and you've made errors. So Exactly. I'm snapping uh, behind the camera snaps, because I definitely. for Allie. Yes, yeah, for Allie. And just, yeah, snaps to all of it, honestly, because I think the the general theme of everything that we're talking about is like not being afraid to stand up for the things that are important for yourself, even when it's someone that you really value. And you honestly might be afraid to lose. You might be afraid what your life might look like without them, but the end the end I guess seeing the end scenario is always the same and that's the fact that if you do stand true to who you are you will come out on top and you will be okay so don't get too wrapped up in someone that you allow them to take away I guess a part of who you are but yeah so I guess like do you guys kind of want to dive into because something that is also um a part of life for all of us is that, you know, COVID has disrupted the remainder of our junior uh, year semester, our spring semester. And so at the end of these next three weeks, we're going to be, well, we'll have the summer, but we're, we're pretty much seniors, you know, um, and our undergraduate journey is, is happily and sadly coming to a close. So what do you guys think, like, now that you're looking back, um, what do you think your hardest semester has been um, and why? And what do you think your best semester has been um, during the time that you've been in college? Hmm. This is a loaded question. It is. Um, well, for me personally, I'll just say that uh, to a certain degree, I feel like none of the semesters were easy. E each of them had like their own boatload of you know, interpersonal issues, and then, you know, on top of that, academic issues, family issues, money issues, like, e each semester was a lot of different problems to face, so it's really hard to compare them. Um, for me, this semester is easily the hardest. Um, COVID, and then also having, like, a death in the family at the beginning of the semester has kind of just made it, like, really hard to focus. But I, I don't know. I feel like, like going back to what I said, each of them was hard. And I feel like I liked that I had a lot of issues during my undergraduate years because it makes me better equipped to, you know, when I graduate, how do I handle real life issues? How do I, when I'm going through money issues, how do I handle those? If I have a problem, do I do it face on or do I hide away? Like when I was in freshman year, I avoided my problems as much as I could you know indulged in other things that I couldn't or I shouldn't have um and I've changed to become a better person that's more productive with my issues as many as they are <laughs> yeah that's a that's a pretty good I don't know I I just think I was I was thinking like what do I think when I think Samantha it's like complex and very smart um and good at dealing with problems it's what happens when you have a lot of problems bro <laughs> you get good at you it you know after after a while of shit hitting the fan you learn to step out from behind the fan makes sense um what about uh kylie and ali anybody else want to add some stuff in there um 
definitely my hardest semester was freshman year. If you knew me, you knew me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If you know, you know. I came from a, I came from a very strict household. So when I got to college, I was your very stereotypical strict parent kid. And I partied and I drank a lot and I did everything that I wasn't supposed to do just because I had the freedom to do it at that time. And I knew I didn't have my parents breathing down my neck. So it was like, I can finally like just focus on myself. I can do whatever I want. I don't have to think about what I'm doing. And I had to work the hard way. Like I wasted a lot of time. My GPA definitely took a hit. Like I could have done way better than I did. Thankfully it was not unfixable, but I definitely regret not prioritizing school and then I'd have to say my best semester would have to be this sophomore spring for sure that's when I finally got everything together I started studying a lot more I prioritized school started getting more active in organizations but I still kept I still went out I still had fun I still drank and whatnot but it was definitely to a very almost minimum level just because I knew I had a lot of other things going on and that wasn't my number one priority. You found balance. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And that's what I think that's what college is all about. Honestly, it's about balancing everything. It's not that you can't do something. It's do you have the time for it? And if you do, can you balance it with your other things? Yeah. So like looking, looking back now, and this is just a question for all of y'all, but um, if Allie wants to take it first, she can. What advice would you give your freshman self? I guess if you could sum it up, let's try to sum it up in like one sentence or two sentences if you have to, but like, what would you, what would you tell yourself? I would say be true to yourself, but be open to new ideas. I'd say don't wait. I think like, this whole COVID crisis is really exemplar. It exemplifies that. Um, you know, as a freshman, I told myself like, oh, I have time to volunteer. I have time to research. I have time to do all of this stuff. Um, and, you know, for oncoming freshmen now, they realize, you know, all of a sudden everything could shut down. You know, uh, I was involved in volunteering and like getting an internship and a camp counselor position for the summer because I was like I didn't do this freshman sophomore year because I waited and now there's only so much I can do with the time left in my undergraduate years so yeah be proactive with your time don't think that just because you're young you have time to do everything I have a a a quick question for y'all um that is about the culture at school because I don't know, I guess our discussion kind of just got me thinking about that. What is, um, what is y'all's opinion about the culture of undergrad, I guess? And, and maybe we do have a little bit of an, uh, a skewed perspective because all of us in some way or another are involved in STEM. So this is not going to be a holistic, all-encompassing description of undergraduate culture, but in your experience, uh, what's your opinion and uh, yeah, just what do you think about that? What's your take? Um, so I'll definitely add to that. Um, so I came from a family where, you know, my dad went to college and stuff, but I, you know, didn't talk to him about that. And it wasn't able to depend on him during my college years. And, you know, my mom, she went to community college, but um, there, she never ended up using her degree in a professional sense. Uh, she works for publics. My stepdad works for publics. My father, as far as I know, is currently unemployed. Um, so I, I, I think that my 
understanding of the environment in UF is honestly not to, you know, diss, but there is, um, I think, a bit of a, a disability for low-income students who don't have that background of college preparation in their family. Like, I didn't, you know, like, I didn't realize that test grades were so hard to bring back up, you know, once you got them. I only knew from my experience in high school what a test entailed. Um, you know, there, there's still things about being pre-med that I don't know because no one in my family has ever tried to be a medical professional. Um, like, I just found out that your, like, math, science, whatever GPA is a thing, you know, um, or seeking out help for advisors, knowing when to do things. Um, I think that there's a bit of a, like, like I said, a disability when it comes to not knowing the questions to be asking. Um, so I think it's important to, you know, realize your own disabilities and like ask for help when you need it and recognize it and be forthcoming with it instead of trying to just figure it all out on your own. Like I, I had an ex, you guys are well familiar with him. His father was really well established in the medical field as a certain professional. Um, and, you know, his dad was telling him, you need to ask, you need to get a letter of rec by this, the end of the semester. You need to apply to SANS volunteering on this day, this day, this day. You need to do this. You need to do that. And I never had someone telling me what to do, you know. And it's not, you know, I'm not going to whine and complain about it. You know, we're told that we all start equal, but we don't. You know, everyone starts on different playing fields. Um, but that's not an excuse. You know, you you got to figure out what playing field you're on and work with it rather than sit on the playing field and ask why is mine browner and drier than theirs, you know? Yeah. So uh, I think that, you know, everything that we shared today um, is definitely like a reflection of each of our individual journeys. Um, and, you know, something that, is incredibly important to each one of us. And so I kind of wanted to ask if um, y'all had any messages that you wanted to leave for the audience. Um, it can be anything, a quote, a thought, literally anything. Uh, you know what, actually, I was reading a book. Uh, it was about memory, but the quote is like completely unrelated to memory. Um, it's about a choir that isn't like a professional choir. They're like, the equivalency of like a club you know but it says um at some points the music was too important to stop singing and they just sang you know there are certain things in life where it becomes too important for you to even realize that you were scared or that you had inhibitions or you're hesitant and that like need that necessity to do what you needs to be done overrides your fear and I think that that is really um like exemplary of how much we're capable of doing. Our name makes ma mask and you should wear a mask if you go in public. Woo! That is very important. Thank you for that one. <laughs> also really cute. Yeah. Um, did uh, y'all have anything else you wanted to add to that? Um, messages to leave for the audience? So it's kind of cheesy. 
but there's this really cool song. Uh, it's by a band called The Wild Reeds. It's called Capable. Uh, one of my friends showed me it this summer. But I think it has a very important message. And that is that you are capable of so much more than people are giving you credit for. And you just need to show them. So go show them. I love that. Um, and I think what I want to leave the audience with is just to, as you, you know, enter college or honestly, as you enter any different avenue of your life to really just take people as they are um, and appreciate them um, and get to know them despite your differences. I think that if we all hadn't done that, we probably wouldn't still be friends today because as you can probably tell from all of our answers and just from what we discussed today, we are all very different. And together, I think that's what makes our dynamic so special. And at the end of the day, we are people who care about one another, who want to see each other succeed and who are there for one another despite how busy we might be um, or where our schedules or the paths of life will take us. And I think that's important to carry forward because if you, you know, you don't take people as they are, um, you're going to kind of get stuck in a rut and you yourself will not ever experience any personal growth. So it's definitely important to put yourself out there to learn from others and to be super open-minded. Um, so I guess with that, thank you three for being here with me tonight. I really, really appreciate it. Um, and, you know, it just, it means a lot to be able to reflect on my college experience with people that I've known for so long um, and to, to love and to be loved by all of you. So thank you guys so much. Um, and also thank you to anyone who's listening. Like I said um, before, this is, we're always in retrograde and yeah, we're just going to keep, we're going to keep making podcast episodes. We're going to keep discussing different topics. Um, and I appreciate every single one of you who are tuning in. So thank you so much. Um, and Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you and bye. And now for some bloopers. Take advice, um, take it with a grain of salt, but also just to, is everything good? Family of eight problems. What? (laughs) It's snack time. Okay, I'm doing something important right now. Thank you. Don't knock. You can edit this, right, Michelle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.